Hi, Lou Peck here from the International Bunch with top hints and tips to improve your academic marketing impact. Thank you so much for joining us today for the latest instalment in this series. We're going to be talking about top hints and tips for extending your networks and creating reach on LinkedIn. Let's get started. Right, let's talk about how LinkedIn can benefit you. Now make sure you subscribe to our channel to receive updates when we post new and exciting content and also share our channel with your network. You'll also find helpful information in the description. If you've been watching the other videos in this series, and I'd recommend going back to view them, if you haven't already, then you'll have noticed some common themes in making a success of your marketing activity across all online platforms. Posting original, interesting content consistently that encourages conversation at the right time is key, and LinkedIn in many ways is no different. However, LinkedIn has its own distinct advantages for marketers. Now, you don't need me to tell you that LinkedIn is really simple and effective way to facilitate connections and collaboration between librarians, scholars, students, alumni, institutions, publishers and employers. As it is a professional platform, some of the other noise users experience on Facebook and Twitter is turned down. LinkedIn members take an active role in policing members who spam and who are offensive. This means the communities on there can focus on their professional interests and activities in a productive way as you can communicate your marketing messages and have more impact. And doesn't that sound like something we want from our online media activity? LinkedIn has worked hard to keep its users engaged and all of this has given marketers the potential to grow networks and exponentially grow organic reach on LinkedIn in a way that you can no longer do on pay-to-play platforms like Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This strategy has paid off and LinkedIn has seen currently monthly users rise to a massive 675 million. Now this is an increase of 14% since the end of 2018 and its popularity is skyrocketing. But what are some of the other numbers that demonstrate why this is a go-to platform for marketers and scholarly communications? Well, 40% of all users visit the site daily, 19 million senior level influencers and 63 million decision makers use LinkedIn. Now, while the US is LinkedIn's biggest market at 167 million users, it's gained traction all over the world. So we've got 211 million users in Europe and 179 million in Asia Pacific. Globally, the biggest chunk of LinkedIn users are aged between 25 to 34. So think about how you can be connecting with your early career researchers and librarians or those in higher education. There's been a 60% rise year on year in content creation on LinkedIn in, from 2020 as well, compared to the previous year. So it's really important to draw attention to the site and to engage them. Now, there are also over 2 million groups with 8,000 new groups happening every week. So this means that there are more opportunities to connect with your niche. People who engage in group discussions get an average of four times more profile views than other LinkedIn members. So how can academic and scholarly marketers best use LinkedIn's company profile feature? Well, we're going to cover how to beat LinkedIn's algorithm at the moment and get your page content shown first, how often should you post, the power of video, including making the most of LinkedIn events, and being a member of groups without spamming, and then also essential LinkedIn activities for academic marketers. 
big question for marketers on LinkedIn is how can we work with LinkedIn's algorithm to get our paid content shown first? It's important to realize that relevancy tops recency on LinkedIn. It's likely that your audience's default settings are enabled so they see what's most relevant first at the top of their feed rather than what's most recent. LinkedIn's relevancy score is based on three things. The first one being their personal connections. So the people they connect with and work alongside, their interests, which pages, groups or hashtags they follow, and then thirdly, how active and engaged they've been. So LinkedIn users are scored according to how likely they are to engage with the content that's shown to them. LinkedIn prioritizes the content which will result in engagement and it wants to get engagement across all members posts rather than just the big influencers like, let's say, Bill Gates. So now you're more likely to see relevant content from your close connections when browsing your timeline. LinkedIn has made sure that there is still a valuable space as well for content that you post from your company pages. So think about the valuable audiences and the personas you want to engage with on LinkedIn and post a broad variety of engaging content regularly. And remember, consistently. So how often should you be posting content? Well, we're asked this um, a lot by marketers and we have a lot of discussions that revolve around this big question of how often should I post? Harvard Business Review has a page with 10.5 million followers and they post content on LinkedIn every hour over a 24-hour period. Now, let's face it, not all marketers have the resources to keep, up, to keep up with that kind of demand, but what Harvard Business Review gets right here is regularity, consistency. Agree on the amount of content that you want to commit to posting each day or each week and stick to it. Your efforts will be rewarded by increasing your visibility on the platform and being seen as a reliable, trusted voice. Now, according to the 2020 data from HubSpot, for B2C businesses, they should be posting between 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and B2Bs should aim for posting outside of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now, be sure to cross-reference these findings with your own analytics. For instance, if a significant proportion of your audience is based in a specific time zone, you will find that there are some variances. There are other ways to make sure posts from your company page are shown higher in your followers' new feeds as well, and that is video, video, video. When we look back at the best LinkedIn company pages of 2019, they share some common characteristics. Many of them use native video. What is native video? Native video is video content which is recorded straight to LinkedIn via the user's mobile device, so your phone or your laptop or your tablet. Why is this better than sharing links to videos from your company YouTube channel? Well, LinkedIn's algorithm prioritizes native content put directly into the site. There aren't any restrictions on the type of video and they can last between three to three seconds to 30 minutes. They can be informal, selfie videos, or more professional type videos you might expect to see on YouTube. Include native video content in your posting strategy. 
And here's one final top quick tip for you from Viveka von Rosen, a LinkedIn expert. If you have non-native video that you want to promote, a way of getting around the algorithm is to post a text update of approximately 1,300 characters about the video. Finish the post with see link in the first comment below. Then link to the video by adding a comment on the post. It's been working for users and can increase the chances of your non-native video content being seen by more users in their feeds. Bonus, hey, for as long as it works. More about making most of video with LinkedIn events. Now, LinkedIn provides another video tool with many academic and scholarly marketers should be taking advantage of. LinkedIn events. Hosting a LinkedIn event is a great way to extend your reach and target specific audience segments with relevant content, such as Q&As, demonstrations of new products, or even research. Now, some features of the LinkedIn events are that the event can be streamed live to attendees who register beforehand. Attendees can learn more about the event beforehand through a dedicated custom landing page provided in LinkedIn. The event can be public or private and it can easily be promoted via your page and by the people that are also involved in it. There are some restrictions around who can be invited, so we certainly recommend that you visit LinkedIn's Q&A page about this and we'll also post this in the information here. Now, why does being a member of a group pay off? Next, I'd like to talk to you about groups. Um, groups are a great way to increase the visibility of your LinkedIn activity. LinkedIn has taken big steps recently to make sure that groups are not filled with spam, but are communities that provide opportunities for meaningful interaction. Now, being a great participator in LinkedIn groups is like being a great communicator in conversation. It relies on listening and responding regularly to other posts, not just spamming the group with your own content and updates. Now, you can't post in a group as a company, but you can post from your own profile and be the voice of your company in those groups. And you have lots of options. There are over 2 million groups on LinkedIn, remember that from earlier, at the start of 2020. Niche has been a theme throughout all of the videos that we do, so it's important you find groups in the right niche. Take the time to look through those groups and the comments to find the ones that are right for you. When used properly, groups will increase your visibility. So let's finish the video by sharing some of the essential things that we feel marketers should be uh, thinking about in scholarly communications. Conduct surveys, polls, and Q&As. Now, Twitter and Facebook can be great for surveys or even asking academics and librarians community questions pertinent to the research or topics affecting our industry. Now, like open research or a debate around research assessment and impact factors, LinkedIn, with its concentration of scholars and members of the academic community, arguably an even better place to conduct surveys or ask pressing questions. You can create a poll from LinkedIn's homepage. If you're an admin of a LinkedIn page or a LinkedIn group, you can actually create a poll directly from the page or the group's homepage. But please beware that LinkedIn is going to be rolling this polls feature out gradually to all of its LinkedIn members. Use all of the LinkedIn tools to make your company's posts as visible as you can. 
share your different types of content. LinkedIn has a functionality to share content from some of the more standard business tools like PowerPoint, PDF, Word, etc. So take advantage and share things like white papers, interviews and blogs regularly and consistently. Consistently. Tag away, tag the relevant people or companies you're talking about. This will help you to get noticed. Hashtags. We say use um, three to five hashtags in your post to increase the likelihood of being seen. Actively look at the hashtags your intended audience is using as a way to appear in the conversations they're having on the platform. Still struggling to think of the best ones to use? You can get some inspiration from the ones LinkedIn recommends based on your content before you post. Giveaway teasers. Give your audience snippets of the great content you're creating outside of LinkedIn on the company page. If you produce a podcast, use the page to put out guest highlights or the best sound bites. Pin posts. Pin the best performing posts to the top of your page to make sure they're visible to everyone so that if they have their newsfeed displaying the most recent post first, it will still be visible. Great branding. And remember, LinkedIn is about professionalism at its heart. So keep your content branded consistently. And lastly, what I want you to think about is LinkedIn is the new Facebook. Well, sort of. One LinkedIn growth expert has said that LinkedIn is comparable to Facebook in 2013 to 2014, when it was possible for businesses to achieve enormous organic reach through great content. Exciting content is now garnering huge volumes of impressions and engagements precisely because it goes against the traditional dry LinkedIn grain by adding some much needed and generally well received fun and colour. That tone of voice you were going to use on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, use it on LinkedIn too. It may cause a bit of a stir, but a bit of a stir is generally what creates interest and engagement in social media and online channels. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We hope that you managed to take home some good hints and tips on using LinkedIn to grow your networks. Please let us know below if you have any comments and questions or actually if there's something you're, you're looking for us to cover in these videos, so any specific content that you want us to cover in this series. Make sure you subscribe to our channel to receive updates on the new content we add. So thanks very much and bye for now.